Are you confused about real food and what's healthy and good for the planet? Do you need the facts about local, organic, and sustainable food? Well, get ready to change the way you eat. Get ready for The Appropriate Omnivore with Aaron Zober. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Appropriate Omnivore. I'm your host, Aaron Zober. Bone broth is an important food to include in your diet for many reasons, including gut health and maintaining a strong immune system in general. Ten years ago, few knew about the benefits of bone broth. Back then, it was hard to find real bone broth in the supermarket. Now, more people are aware of how great broth is. Many like to make their own, while we're also starting to see good options for real bone broth at the grocery stores. Here to talk with me about bone broth is Sharon Brown, a nutritional therapy practitioner and founder of the broth company, Bonafide Provisions. Sharon, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Love being here. Oh, it's great to have you on. And we've known each other actually for a while because I started doing this podcast back in 2012. And back when the podcast was still relatively new, I met you at my first Wise Traditions conference. And this is when also when your company was just getting started up. And back then you were called Real Bone Broth, I remember. Yeah, yes. That feels like 100 years ago. It does. But yes, we started out as, as Real Bone Broth because we really wanted to put the emphasis that our product and the product that we were going to bring to market was going to be different um, and that, you know, everything else out there really wasn't at that time. Uh, so we started out as Real Bone Broth and then changed our name to Bonafide Provisions, knowing that eventually as a brand, we would evolve and move, uh, you know, outside of bone broth. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that, that's funny. That, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. It's hard to believe how long ago it was because so much has happened since. And I remember back then, yeah. you're absolutely correct. There really were no bone broths on the market that were legit made from pasture-raised animals and with the proper time to cook all the broth and you couldn't find even yours I remember in store so I remember because I sampled yours at the conference and it was so good that I remember right away I actually ordered some to have delivered to my house yeah that's so awesome and you know I just have the biggest smile on my face because that was actually the conference where we decided to test our idea Oh, I had wow. gone. I had been a fan of Weston A. Price. My story is I healed my son using the Weston A. Price principles. He had chronic illness up until the time he was six years old. And then I came across the concept of healing through food and, and Weston A. Price and his teachings. And it started incorporating that food program into my son's diet. And we healed him within a year's time of all of his kind of illnesses that he had up until the time he was six years old. And so um, the year prior, I had actually gone to a Weston A. Price conference. And, you know, everything was available at your fingertips. Now, you were able to purchase fermented vegetables, you know, the great Celtic sea salt, the all of the the kombuchas, er, you know, the cod liver oil, everything was being manufactured on a larger scale, with the exception of bone broth. And I, I remember going out to dinner. This was the year prior with, uh, I don't know if you, you know, or remember Kim Schutte. Oh yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. And went out to dinner with Kim and a doctor friend of hers. And I said, you know, I think the one thing that's missing is bone broth. And I think I need to start a company. And it also, you know, at that time I had a nutrition practice and I was finding that people couldn't find a real bone broth. And so a year later, uh, we've kind of launched it, you know, to the public at that Weston A. Price. And, you know, these were people that understood bone broth. Yes, they were the absolutely. ones that were laboring at home to make it. And we had a line that morning to line up for our bone broth. And people were crying. <laughs> <laughs> people were crying in our line that, you know, they were so thrilled that a company was finally doing that. Such good memories um, of where we started and kind of where we are today. I couldn't think of a better place to introduce a bone broth than a Wise Traditions conference. And the people that I talked to who attended that conference, they say similar things of trying it there and loving it. Yeah, they were our people. You know, they understood it. There, We didn't stand, have to stand behind that booth and explain what bone broth were. People were lining up. And as I said, you know, crying that there was now a product that was on the market that they didn't have to make at home that they could trust. And that's, 
you know, we've never changed. We've never changed our philosophy. There's been so many bone broth companies that have come on the market today. And unfortunately, you know, this is the message that I try to get across and it has zero to do with the fact that I'm trying to sell bone broth and everything to do with the fact of my heart from a mom who healed her son using food. There isn't a regulation of what bone broth is in the marketplace. And so many manufacturers of bone broth actually just changed their packaging and they call it bone broth when in fact there's no bones to be found in the recipes. And it's very um, tricky and uh, it's elusive. You actually have to read and understand and find out what the company is using um, because even the, some of the larger uh, manufacturers that have shelf stable uh, bone broth start with a powder. They're not even starting with bones. They'll add bones, but they're starting with the powder. So you're not getting the pure, you know, the kind of that real bone broth. And so, you know, I think you just have to be really careful. I always tell people, look, make your own. Um, and if you can't, then we're, we're there for you because we're going to make it exactly the way that you would do at home. But just be careful because you could be buying a product that has zero bones in it and you're trying to get all the benefits of bone broth, but you're never going to because it's just simply salty water in a box. Yes, I've seen that. I mean, some of them even just sell the powder directly, even some of the ones marking as grass-fed and pasture-raised. I've seen that at the different shows I've attended. I've seen a lot of them and very different degrees as far as to how far they go to make it real versus what they do to take any shortcuts and when I covered it a few years ago for my article on the Natural Products Expo West, I had to seriously think about which ones I wanted to include in it that I felt were true bone broths doing the real process, taking the long period to make it and not ones which took any shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it. I mean, we're talking to people who understand bone broth, the effect that food has on your health. And, you know, it's, it's a process, right? You take the bones of an animal, they need to be, you know, grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic, um, and certified organic. It, you can, uh, certified organic is so important because when you are certified organic, that means the entire process has to be organic. Even the cleaning products that we use have to be organic. So, um, you know, the whole entire process, certified organic. Then we use triple filtered water. Um, we use all organic ingredients, of course, because we are certified organic. We use Selena brand Celtic sea salt. I love Selena's sea salt. And Me the reason too. why is because when I, I mean, it is just incredible. And I'll tell you, when I was a practitioner, I was a clinical nutritionist, a GAPS practitioner, and I'm also a nutritional therapist. And I, I worked with thousands of people across the country. I had a four-month wait list to work with me. And I did a lot of muscle testing to just kind of get through the, you know, just get just get to the point. So I, I used muscle testing in my practice. And 100% of the time when I muscle test, tested people with the different salts, 100% of the time, they tested correctly with Selena Brand Celtic wow. Sea Salt. She mines her salt in a very old-fashioned way. It, she mines it, then it's dried by the sun, so it, there aren't any chemicals. It's air-dried, and when you do that, it retains 80 natural occurring minerals. So the sodium actually has a synergistic effect with the minerals, and the sodium becomes good for you, right? You know, um, And so we use you know, that salt in our product, our bags are BPA free, they're EA free, which means they're free of chemicals that create estrogenic effect in the body. So really, from a nutritionist standpoint, we just did everything right, because I was working with so many sick people that needed the product, we weren't going to cut any corners. And that's the product that we brought to market today. And the exciting thing is, is that it's resonated with people. I'll tell you a funny story. When I went to the grocery stores and I said, hey, I'm going to bring this bone broth to market, they said, first of all, don't go into the frozen set. That's not where people shop for broth. And B, you're never going to be able to get somebody to buy this broth. It's too expensive. And I said, well, they're making it at home dollar for dollar. They're already spending this at home. But this is where they store it at home. They don't put it in a box when you make 10 quarts of bone broth. Mm -hmm. And so I think they're going to come to the frozen set to buy their bone broth, but they're going to get it. And, 
you know, I argued with retailers for a couple of years. And I just, I, uh, at that point, I just said, no, you know, I know that there are people that will shop for it. And so we, we, we launched it. We launched it in a couple of stores here in San Diego locally, and then eventually in the SOPAC region of Whole Foods. And the people came and they, you know, now in the frozen set in the natural channel, we outsell prior to the pandemic because, you know, pizza went crazy. But prior to the pandemic, we outsold pizza and chicken nuggets in the frozen set um, with bone broth. Yeah. Yeah. And so people got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, all because we put something on the market that really fit a need and people understood and wanted. They wanted that really clean, premium product. And that's what we did. Right. Sounds to me like you very much knew your audience because you're interested at Wise Traditions. And this was a place that at that conference where we met, they had Celtic salt in its original shaker on each table. So there you will find yeah. people, including myself, because before that conference, I actually, no, the thing is, I didn't go to the shelves to look for bone broth because I knew that that wasn't very good. And I would go to the frozen section and there wasn't much. There was this one store that had their own bone broth. And that mm. one I thought was better than definitely than any of the ones you had on the shelf. But I didn't know a lot as far as what they sourced for it. I just, I knew it had to be better than the shelf ones because it was frozen. So I felt like it was close to homemade. It, yeah, just like you do at home. Yeah, that resonates with you. And I think that resonates with the folks who are looking for it. And look, it's not to say that you couldn't put something on the shelf. It's a laborious process, right? This product, I mean, when we were looking for a, a co-man to, to create this product for, for us, we couldn't find one because you we have to simmer our bones for uh, 18 hours and they weren't willing to shut down their facility and their equipment to make this product for us. And so, the, the you know, there are products that are on the shelf that say that their products are simmered for 18 hours, but they use powders. So they're using a powder that was simmered for 18 hours. Ours are actually the bones and we, we simmer those bones for 18 hours. And so just like you do at home, you know, and again, my husband and I never created this company to start a, a, a business. It was for my clients. I had such thick clients and, you know, I saw at Weston A. Price that there was something missing, but I thought this is going to be small. This is going to be for my clients. It's going to be some for some Weston A. Pricers that may buy the product through my, my nutrition office. And, you know, my plan was to be a nutritionist for forever. It was my passion. It was something I loved. I worked with you know, many autistic children. I was one of, I was the, I was in the first certifying class uh, of Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride to become a GAPS practitioner because I believed in that program so much. It was all for my patients. And so when I get emails and letters from people, you know, I got, I had a, I had an email from a cancer patient in New York that said, you, you know, you literally saved my life. I couldn't eat or drink anything except for your bone broth as I was going through chemotherapy. You can't put a price tag on that. You can't ever think of this as a business when you're changing the people's lives. And that's why I have such a heart for getting the word out of find out really like read through the lines because these companies are so good at deceiving you and th letting you think that the product that you're purchasing is bone broth when it isn't. And I can't say the names of the company, but they're the big ones. And their product, if you turn around their chicken broth, it'll say chicken bone broth, but then it's all, it'll also say vegetable broth, which means that they're watering it down because it's too expensive to put chicken broth in there. You know, my thing is, is I'm not saying that to make you buy my product. I'm telling you then make your own, like just make your own, because if you're using this for medicinal purposes, you need the real thing. I think it's pretty impressive that, as you talked about, you're both a nutritionist and you've founded the Bonafide Provisions. So how did you first get involved in nutrition? Well, my son and really Kim Schutte, my son was sick. He, from the first six years of his life, he suffered from chronic sinus infections, ear infections, respiratory infections. He was on breathing treatments all the time, albuterol, um, pre-asthmatic. He had skin rashes. Um, he was on about 24 rounds of antibiotics by the time he was six years old. And then we went to a back-to-school night to meet the teacher. And when he was in first grade and she 
told me that we should put him on Ritalin because he had ADD, focusing issues. And I just thought, this is nuts. All we're doing is putting more medication into this little boy. And, you know, we were, we ate pretty well. Um, but we were a part of that low fat diet, you know, culture that, you know, skinless, boneless chicken breast, broccoli sprayed with, I can't believe it's not butter spray. You know, I, I had no idea. That's what oh, I was being me told too. By, I was by part the of government. That, as well. that, that was me. You know, that was my family. I thought I was doing the right thing. And here I had this little sickly guy that was just suffering. And so um, pulled him out of school that night, found the Weston A. Price through uh, Kim Schutte, turned me on to um, Weston A. Price's teaching, started implementing that program. And within the first three months, it was the first time in six years that he had not been on an antibiotic. Wow. Six months went by, nine months, months went by. And a year later, we fully healed this little guy using food and bone broth. He's 21 today. He hasn't been back to the doctors except for a broken bone. And I thought, I have to go out there and tell the world that you don't have to give your babies this pink medicine anymore, you know? And so the pink medicine was an antibiotic that you would give children for ear infections and that type of thing. And so I went to school, I became a nutritional therapist, I uh, became a clinical nutritionist, and then eventually became a GAPS practitioner working with autistic children. And I opened up a practice here. And within a couple of years, like I said, I, I had a four month wait list to work with me because the program worked and it was all based on healing through food. And my, one of my biggest challenges in my practice was getting people to make their own bone broth, the moms that were laboring. And this was, this was, you know, 10 plus years ago, this was with moms that were having to make their own sauerkraut, making their own kombuchas with their scobies. We were laboring over stovetops to heal our children because there wasn't good product in the marketplace. And, um, one of the biggest challenges was getting these moms with autistic children and, you know, four or five children at home to make their own bone broth because it's a laborious process. And so that's when I had gone to that Weston A. Price conference. I spoke to my husband who had been a chef and I said, I, we need to start making this product for my clients. I could get them better if they could just make, if they could just have quality bone broth accessible. And, and that's how it all started. Um, and then it just started to grow. It launched online and, you know, we were selling out on in my office and, and online and and then I and then really in, in order for us to scale and to make this affordable for people to be able to buy, we had to scale and that's when we started approaching grocery stores and really realized we had to manufacture it ourselves. We couldn't find a co-manufacturer to do it. So we built a facility. I mean, we started in my kitchen. <laughs> my children would say, can you take that outside? Because I'm tired of smelling like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so we started in my kitchen and eventually moved it outside onto our patio and then took over a little uh, Vera's tamale space here in uh, San Diego and, you know, knocked down another wall, knocked down another wall and then had to move out of the strip mall because uh, the big trucks, the UNFI trucks that would come in to pick up our products by the truckload, you know, they couldn't fit into our little space anymore. It just grew, you know, by the grace of God, it grew and it really just resonated with people. And we're in now 8,500 stores nationwide. Walmart carries it. And now we've just launched a new shelf stable line of cooking broths. And that really also came out of the need. You know, I saw that people were taking our bone broth and they'd, they'd add a package of bone broth and then they'd add, you know, a, a shelf stable broth because it's quite expensive to just cook with bone broth. And then I started to look at the ingredients with the broth and the vegetable broth. And I thought, this is nuts. People are using this stuff to make really important meals in their life. And we're talking, you know, this whole category is referred to as the salty water category by industry insiders, cooking broth and vegetable broth. And if you look at the products that they're using, there's citric acid, they're adding sugar, they're using paste instead of real vegetables. They're using things like chicken flavoring. I mean, what, where do you find, where do you buy chicken flavoring and what is it and how did it get into a powder form? And I just thought, here we go again. And I, I wrestled for four nights after one of our board meetings. And I, I went to my husband and my, our amazing CEO, Amanda, and I said, we've got to launch a shelf stable plant-based product and, cooking broth. People are using this cooking broth and it's awful. And so during the pandemic, we did it lightning speed from 
concept to on the shelf. It took, and by the way, this usually takes big companies about two years. It was on the shelf within, I think it was seven and a half months, eight months. <laughs> uh, we worked our tails off. So now we've created this, this vegetable broth. It's the only vegetable broth on the market with 12 vegetables. It has, I said to my husband, let's just do something crazy. Like let's add some vegetables to the vegetable broth, <laughs> but not just carrots and celery and onions. But let's add fennel and broccoli and collard greens and let's support these folks that want to get some more plants in their diet and give them plants. Not let's give them plants from a garden, not plants from a factory. And so we have a no salt added version for those who don't want the extra salt in their cooking. We have the regular, both vegetable. And then we have a chicken broth and a no salt added chicken broth. Our chicken broth is made with bones, not made with chicken flavoring. We don't add turmeric to color it because the coloring comes through just like it would at home. Phenomenal products that we're so proud to have in the marketplace. They've just launched in Whole Foods Nationwide, Sprouts Nationwide, lots of natural retailers around the nation. And then Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and then, of course, our own e-commerce site, September 15th. So really excited and proud about those products as well. And, you know, when you think about, you know, bona fide provisions, we went from real bone broth to bona fide provisions. And when we, we worked with an agency to come up with the name, they said, we think, you know, they found out like who my husband and I were. And they came back and they said, we feel like, you know, you guys are the real deal. And the name of the company would be Bonafide. And I was like, oh, I don't want the name Bone in it because I don't want people to associate it with like Bone Broth and Bonafide. They were like, no, 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 no. Bonafide means real or genuine. And provisions means food for the journey. And it emulates everything in the ethos about who you are and your brand. You need to be Bonafide Provisions. And it was like, yeah, we need to be Bonafide Provisions because we want people to know that whatever we put out in the marketplace you can trust us. Reb and Sharon are behind that product and a nutritionist and a chef, which means not only is it going to taste great, but it's going to be good for you. And so that's really my goal as a company, whether we launch a line of crackers or whatever it is. Um, I don't think we're going to do that, but who knows? <laughs> but the name Bonafide Provisions, you don't even have to look at the label. You don't even have to think twice. You know that everything that goes into the product is the same thing that I would feed to my children or my little sickly six-year-old that I was trying to heal through food. I like that you explain the meaning of provisions because I see that name actually being used on a lot of sustainable natural products now. And the definition that you give for it, that really makes a lot of sense now is why it's a very effective word to use in a company name. Yeah. Food for the journey. It could also just mean for the journey. If you look up the definition, it'll say, you know, for the journey or food for the journey. And, you know, we are all on a journey. I you know, I never, ever talked about diet, really, so to speak, in my nutrition practice, because diet has a, a negative connotation. Mine was really a food program. This is a food program. It's all about, you know, lifestyle. My son's girlfriend became a nutritionist. She has a passion. She's Claire, the nutritionist. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram. And she's taken all of the principles that I had in my nutrition practice and is healing people. I mean, really having some phenomenal results. And, my, you know, that's, that's my heart. That's my passion. That's my love because it not only works for my son, but it worked for thousands of people that I worked with. But it's the same thing that I was doing 10 years ago. And it's really not that difficult. And we make it so difficult. And with all the noise around Instagram and all the influencers do this, do that, and blah, blah, blah. It's so simple. It's so darn simple. And I tell people, look, if you want to ask me one thing on how to be healthy, I'm going to tell you this. Eat the way we did 100 years ago on a farm. And you would not need a nutritionist. You wouldn't need an influencer. You wouldn't need anything um, except for the things that, you know, God has created on this earth to fuel and supply and heal and nourish this body. It's pretty simple. As you talk about your recently launched shelf-stable bone broths, it reminds me of a part in the book Nourishing Traditions, they, like you're saying, encourage you to make your own bone broth, but then they have a part. And now part of this, when it was written, they didn't have great freezer mm. section bone broths like yours. But they're also saying that perhaps if you don't have the time, and I think also with the shelf stable come down to money as well, they said that you should take a shelf stable broth and add in some gelatin to it. So they don't completely mm. discourage the shelf stable ones. But I think now it could be a thing of get 
your specific shelf stable one as well as add in some gelatin and then you have a much better product than any other shelf stable one yeah clean product with some purpose rather than just some salty water and and as i said i didn't coin that phrase we worked with some manufacturers to help us with this product we make the base of our product in-house so when my husband was doing all of the r d um, research and development for this new product line he goes through a process of finding suppliers and you know, he go, look, they all sent him the chicken flavoring and the powdered celery. And we test all that. Um, not only does it taste awful, but it's just not good for you. And then we'd have to scratch our head and say, you know, how did they get celery into this powder form? And what does that do for you nutritionally? It's hard for our bodies to digest powders. Our neurotransmitters don't recognize it as, as a real food. The whole biological process, again, going back to the way that we ate 100 years ago on a farm, when you put something on your tongue, whatever it is, it sends a neurotransmitter to your brain. It tells your brain to start preparing for something that's coming down the pike, right, through your digestive system. It sends a neurotransmitter to your brain. It starts creating saliva so you can chew that food. That's the very first part of your digestion, creating that saliva. It tells your stomach to start making hydrochloric acid to not only be able to digest the food, but kill anything that's in there that wouldn't be good for you. It triggers your pancreas to start putting out all of those pancreatic enzymes to be able to digest the carbohydrates, the fats, the protein, and the product. It's this beautiful cascade, right? And we've fooled it as man. We try to fool it, but you can't fool the body. So we put fake sugars and we put MSG and we put fake foods and the body's too smart. And the body, I feel, rejects it. And that's why, you know, I have so many people like, oh, I, you know, can you just tell me a powder or a supplement? And I say, well, not really, because you can't powder and supplement your way through to good health. You've got to go through that whole digestive process. It's the way your body was created. You can't fool the body. And so you're talking earlier with part of the reason that you got into making these shelf-stable broths was to have a vegetable broth. I have seen some freezer section vegetable broths often based on a mushroom. Is that something that you're also considering? Great. I love to hear that. I have not seen that. You know, we considered that a few years ago. We considered putting a, a vegetable broth um, in the frozen. And it's always an opportunity. The opportunity is definitely there, um, you know, for growth. So there's always room for R&D, um, but not at this time. We're going to focus on the shelf stable for now. And, you know, I this also came you know, everything that we do, and as I said, I wrestled with this for four nights. My burden, I think, is not only about, you know, bone broth and checking out, like, what is bone broth, but, you know, my moral of my story, and if you look at our Instagram, I teach people how to shop. Everything all boils down to reading labels. This plant-based craze, I love the idea that we're getting more plants in our diet. I think that, you know, 70% of the food that you take in should be plants, either vegetables or fruits, yes. and then the rest of it, a high-quality protein. I love the fact that we're promoting that. The problem is you've got big food companies that need to make a huge profit, and they will cut corners because that's the only way that they can stay in existence. And so you have got to be a huge label reader with these plant-based products because they are full of crap. Full of crap. I mean, the chemicals, I can't even read what's in these products. And they're loading it up with pea protein. Um, look, there's a cautionary tale for me with pea protein only because we don't understand where it's sourced. Is it coming from foreign countries that don't have the stringent guidelines that we do in America? Is it a highly sprayed crop? Is it a GMO crop if it's not organic? Where are they getting all of this? pea protein, because we know that when we don't investigate and rely on the FDA to um, allow this product into our food system, we end up flat um, and we end up with problems in our products. And so I think that we just need to take a cautionary pause and look at what's going into these products. I, If I'm going to buy a plant-based product and it's going to have some pea protein in it, that pea protein better be organic so that I know that it's not sprayed with tons of pesticides and it's not going through a non-organic um, processing 
facility. And then just be careful because powders are really hard on the digestive tract. I am an expert in digestion. I'm a GAPS practitioner. And powders uh, do not go through the digestive tract the way that real food do. And so I can't even tell you how many hundreds and hundreds of athletes that I worked with that would come into my office and say, yeah, you know, and they're fit. I mean, these people are fit. Many of them were fitness models, um, professional athletes, and they're just like, all I do is fart all day. I mean, I've got the worst gas, and it's because of all these protein powders. The minute I would get them out of protein powders and back to real food, all of their gas, all of their bloating went away, and their digestion was changed. Yes, protein powders are pretty refined product. And that goes to a bit of my concern about pea protein, even if it's properly sourced, organic, regenerative. It's pea protein. It's not the full thing. I could see the use of peas themselves in products, but what exactly is the protein? What do they take out of the pea? That's what concerns me. I love that. You're right. Because if you, again, whether you believe in God or Mother Nature, right, there is a reason why you want to eat the whole broccoli. There is a reason why you want to eat the whole celery and not just the juice for the fiber and everything that goes into it. We do have to ask ourselves, how does the body recognize that pea protein minus the other components that are in there? Um, the body is too smart. It was created to be fueled, nourished, and thrive using real food in its most natural state, the way that we did 100 years ago on a farm. And I like how you're talking earlier about plant-based in terms of eating more plants. And I know because I have a number of friends who are nutritional therapy practitioners. This is something that they explained to me, which I didn't quite understand at the beginning when first following this, that there is actually the importance of eating plants and how it should be at least two-thirds of your meal. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't know this, but it is something that really is important in all kinds of diets, nutritional therapy, wise tradition, paleo, keto. I think that that's something that I think a lot of people miss of ancestral health. And I know certainly with me, there's a lot more plants I found that I like with discovering these and trying new vegetables and fruits and incorporating them into my diet. Do you think that that's something that people often misunderstand about these ancestral diets is that there is actually a big part of it of eating more vegetables and fruits. Absolutely. I mean, I think I did too. I was on the low fat diet. You know, I'm 55. I grew up in the low fat diet craze when I found out that I could actually eat butter. I always tell people, you know, I wanted to go take a butter bath. And so I think I misproportionately ate more meat initially um, and then found the balance. And we cannot neglect or disregard the amount of nutrients that are in plants. And if you study them, if you really study what is in a piece of broccoli or a carrot or a collard green or fennel um, or spinach um, and how it supports so many biological processes in the body, you almost really wouldn't ever want to eat a cracker again um, because it's such empty nutrition. So yes, and I love the plant-based movement. It's, you know, it's not vegan. It's not vegetarian. It is plant-based. It means mostly plant. That's, you know, one of the main definitions. And, you know, people are going to have whatever their opinions about what the definition is. I subscribe to the idea that plant-based is lots of plants. And I love the idea that we're doing that. And I, you know, start your children young. You can affect your children's taste buds. I, you know, when I was in my practice, I, I love some of the Weston A. Price's teachings on what to introduce foods, you know, to babies and how to do it. You start with the egg yolk and you add avocado. And, and I would even teach people when you introduce fruit, add a little bit of liver, add a little bit of bone broth to the fruit, add a little bit of meat, add a little bit of vegetables so they don't get that overly sweet desire from just that plain fruit. And you really can change their taste buds and their trajectory to always desire, you know, sugar and processed foods. You absolutely can. And, you know, my children, they're adult children. I have a 26-year-old, a 21-year-old, and a 19-year-old. My children are foodies. I mean, these kids, you know, they make, and look, they'll go out and they'll eat at, you know, in and out or whatever. I mean, they're, they're real human beings, right? Yeah, 80-20. Yeah, oh, 80-20, all the way. But these are kids that grew up in a home that understand not only that food can taste great, because my husband is a chef, but they love good food. And, you know, w when it's their night, we're all 
back home living together right now because of COVID, but it's when it's their night to cook. I mean, these kids are making amazing meals, 70% plant-based meals with a high quality protein and fish um, that taste great um, because we started them, you know, young. My daughter got all the benefits of it. Um, in fact, my daughter recently contracted COVID. She's the only one in the family that's done so. She was uh, just going hard for three weeks, traveling, lots of social summer activities, um, having a great time, but off of her eating program and her workout program for about three weeks. She's doing pre-nursing, very difficult um, biology class over the summer. She was not sleeping uh, enough, you know, partying a little bit too much. Her body was ripe for uh, any type of virus or sickness. And sure enough, she contracted it. Um, she had a fever on Sunday. Uh, I loaded her up with bone broth and a, a ton of supplements. Um, by the next day, her fever was gone. Um, by the second day, she didn't have any more symptoms. Um, she did have to quarantine for 14 days. Um, she lost her sense of smell for about three days. Um, but she attributes food and supplements to helping her as she went through uh, COVID. She contracted it. So um, that was her story. And that was her process of going through COVID. And, you know, her feeling is that she's been supporting her immune system her whole life and that her immune system did what it, that it's supposed to do. I make no claims. I make no claims. We don't know enough about COVID, none of us, to make any claim on anything. That's her own experience that I can share with you. I think that's something important that we need to think about when we're all dealing with a pandemic. There's a lot of focus on sheltering at home and social distancing, and I'm all for that. But I don't think social distancing, quarantine, sheltering, and then also eating better nutrition and exercising more, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. And I feel like we really need to focus on both of them, that I'm not necessarily talking against any conventional medical approaches to the pandemic, but I think that even if you want to follow those, it's important to also be more aware of things that you can do to boost your immune system. And I think it's important actually to do both. I agree. And it can be a blend of both, right? And if you were training for a marathon or training for the Olympics, you don't do that you know, the day before, you do that for a long period of time. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was uh, invited to be a part of about 20 news stations across the United States as a nutritionist, just to talk about how, not about the pandemic, because it wasn't about the pandemic, but let's just talk about our immune system, because there was so much focus on immunity and a compromised immune system. And how do you build an immune system? Well, it takes time. You don't build an immune system in a day by doing one thing or there's no magic pill. It takes time. And, it, you know, my, my daughter's been building her immune system since she was two years old and we changed her diet. Um, and look, I make no claims, but look at how her body responded. You know, all I can do is share my personal experience. Zinc is so important for our immune system. I mean, these are, these are the basics of nutrition, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, lipospheric vitamin C, um, silver, um, an amazing product by Biotics that I've been using for 10 plus years called Bioimmunizyme Forte. Um, all of these things that my family has used, my clients use to build your immune system, food, bone broth. Bone broth has arginine in it. It has L-glutamine in it. It has amino acids in it that support the immune system. Where is our immune system? You know, most people don't know that up to 85% of your immune system is in your gut. And yet we as Americans have some of the worst gut foods in the world. The amount of colitis, diverticulitis, um, celiac disease, you know, in, in America, it's astounding. And these are all gut-related issues. Those have a direct effect on your immune system. How do you support your immune system? You heal the gut. How do you heal the gut? You heal it through food. Um, you know, there's amazing gut healing protocols. Weston A. Price is a, is a gut healing protocol. All of his teachings supported the gut. And so that is my approach to anything, whether it's, you know, any person that came to me, whether I was dealing with somebody with um, autism or I was dealing with somebody with advanced stages of Crohn's disease or diverticulitis or celiac disease or 
thyroid issues or hormone issues or uh, whatever it was, we always started foundationally with the gut. We could not build the rest of the house until we supported the gut because up to 85% of the immune system is in the gut. And when you support the gut, the rest of the body falls into place. Um, And so that the other part of things like fermented foods and bone broth, right, and high quality kefir products that have up to 30 different strains of probiotics in them. I mean, all of this is nourishing your gut. And then when it's put to the test, whether you get a flu or you get a cold, you know, your body should do what it's supposed to do. You should get a productive fever. Your body is going up for a fight, right? Your T cells come in, everything is ready for battle and it should do what it's supposed to do. Um, That's how your body is created to work. That's why you have an immune system to get rid of the bad invaders. And we should focus on that in addition to, you know, whatever your conventional medicine doctor is telling you to do. Right. The importance is you don't have to do one or the other that you can still follow some of what your regular doctor is saying, but there is also ways you can do it with both food and then also supplements, as you're talking about. Now, do you think that there are some people that can meet all their needs for optimal nutritional health and gut health with just food? Or would you say that there are some supplements that we should always take? I think there's some supplements that we have to take. Our food system has been so degenerated because of our soil and because of big farming, because of pesticides, non-regenerative farming practices. The nutrition value of a peach today versus the nutritional value of a peach back in the 1950s, I believe it's something like you'd have to eat 12 peaches today to receive the nutritional value of a peach back in the 1950s. Now, this is stuff that I learned 10 years ago, and I don't remember if it was 12 peaches or whatever, but I do know that the equivalent is totally different. And so with that said, you know, we live in a very different society than we did 100 years ago. We are bombarded by toxins, the air that we breathe, the cars that we drive around in, the air conditioning that we breathe all day, the fact that we don't get enough sunshine, we're not doing enough grounding, not to make people paranoid, but it is pretty hard to get just 100% of everything that your body needs from our food. You may be able to do it if you are very, very diligent, but if you follow the 80-20 rule, I think it's good to supplement. And I like to trick the body a little bit. And so what I would tell my clients to do is rotate in strains of probiotics. You don't have to do it every day, um, but pick a different one every time you purchase a, a new bottle of probiotic. Pick a different strain. I like people to take a good high quality fish oil, but not every day, and rotate that in and out of your food program. I think a really great methylated, I always like to use a methylated product because you never know if somebody's dealing with an MTHFR gene mutation. And since 50% of the public do, I always use a methylated form of a good quality, multiple vitamin with some great minerals in it. Um, And you don't have to take that every day either. Kind of rotate that in and out. And then depending on the person, you know, some good minerals. And I think that that typically does the trick. It's almost like a safety net. There are a lot of different fish oils on the market. I know that's one of the largest ones. What are ones that you would recommend that you would say are high quality? Well, there's a few. I don't use a fermented one. I will tell you that. Um, I don't use a fermented fish oil. And uh, there's some really great clean ones. I think the most important thing, and I highly suggest you do your research, there are some great brands that particularly um, get the lab testing that they need. Um, But I kind of moved away from my nutrition practice and using the fermented cod liver oils. I just didn't use those in my practice. And, you know, there's some really high quality, good brands that are out there that you can use. Would you recommend specifically a cod liver oil or are there other type of fish oils that could work too? Yeah, there's other quality fish oils that you can use. And, you know, I really like to rotate. I, and I always said that I say that about everything in my, in my nutrition practice, don't eat the same greens all the time. Don't eat the same fruits and vegetables. Again, it's very simple. If we go back, whether you believe in God or mother nature, we should be eating seasonally. That's how it works on earth. There are 
seasons to certain fruits, eating apples in the fall when they're harvested, eating, you know, berries in the spring, summer, eating the fall vegetables in the fall. I believe that there are nutrients in each one of those products that support your body for those seasons. Same thing with protein. Don't eat beef every day. Eat beef one day and then eat a little bit of fish the next day and then eat some pork the next day. And then, hey, just eat lots of plant on Thursday. And then, you know, and so you're rotating everything in and out. Same thing with oils. Rotate, you know, you don't necessarily have to do just a fish oil. Um, So I really like to keep the body guessing a bit and just rotate everything kind of in and out of the body and seasonally as well. That's good to know because actually I've done a lot of rotation of different probiotic supplements because there's different benefits I've found with each and it's I guess been partly a thing of finding the one that's just right but maybe I shouldn't worry about that. Maybe I should just continue doing what I'm doing and do a different probiotic every month or two. I like that. And you know, if you think about we don't even understand the gut and the microbiota in the gut. And, um, you know, it's new science over the last 10 to 15 years that we are just starting to understand the flora in the gut, the microflora and how it affects the health. You know, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride was one of the pioneers she healed her son of autism. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that or say that, but reversed and healed her son of autism using food, probiotics, understanding the relationship between the gut and the brain and neurology and how it works. And, you know, we're just starting to really understand as a society what the gut floor is, billions of different, you know, microflora and and how many different strains there are we don't even know how many different strains there are so really just trying to repopulate it with as many different strains as you can has always been my approach you have to start you know and look i mean i'm not going to start giving protocols but depending on where you are and how healthy your gut is you have to start slowly with probiotics you can have you know herxheimer effect or or what we call die off But, you know, working with a good practitioner that can help you through that. And then there's phenomenal companies. There's a, you know, company that I've not personally worked with, but there's a company here in San Diego that will create a probiotic that's specific to your uh, microbiota in your gut um, to repopulate. And so, yeah, they're doing different science. and, And actually somebody on our team, he has been using them with phenomenal results. And I believe you send off a a sample of your feces and they then decide based on that what you are lacking or what probiotic strain is going to be the best for your gut. And then they create one specifically for you. Oh, wow. That's unbelievable. Yep. So going back to, we're talking about Bonafide Provisions and you recently launched your shelf-stable lines of the bone broths in chicken and in vegetable are there any other plans you have for expansion of Bonafide? We do. We always have something up our sleeve. And I've always kind of said that I really, as a nutritionist, I can walk up and down the grocery store shelf, pull something off of there, look in the ingredients and say, wow, Bonafide can do this better. And not only could we do it better for you, but my husband can make it taste better. And so you know, the sky's the limit with Bonafide and the products that we are going to put out. And it's exciting and the future is bright. And, you know, as long as people still want to understand how food affects your body and they start to be able to see how food affects the body and really how amazing you can feel. The unfortunate thing is that most Americans are on neutral. They have no idea what it feels like to feel good. I can't tell you. And I said thousands of people I worked with, a four-month wait list to work with me. And I would have people that would come in my office and we would make a journal of all of their symptoms. And when they had to sit down and write down their symptoms, and then three months later, you know, those symptoms go away, they would say, I just didn't even even know that I could feel the way that I do mentally, physically, emotionally, I'll never go back to eating the way that I did, you know, that 80-20 rule. So the future is bright. I think it's exciting. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. As long as big companies continue to put out crap, we're going to go in and try to recorrect that. (laughs) Do you see Bonafide Provisions sticking mainly with the broths or could you see it going into some related products too? 
Yeah, I think we'll go into related products. You know, I think that broth has been the foundation of our product, but I think that, you know, we will branch outside of just broth and bone broth being the main ingredient. And we will go into products that are completely unrelated to broth, bone broth, and the freezer set and the broth and soup aisle. We're just about out of time, but before we go, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about Bonafide Provisions? Just follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We love to connect with you. We always share kind of what we're up to on those channels. We would love for you to follow us and support the brand. And, you know, we're here for you. Make your own homemade food. It's the best way to do it. It's how we should be doing it. And if you don't have the time, Bonafide is here for you. Yeah, so let the listeners know the addresses of your Facebook and Instagram accounts and also the address for your website. Sure. Bonafide Provisions. So Instagram is Bonafide Provisions. Facebook is Bonafide Provisions. And uh, website is bonafideprovisions.com. We have a store locator on our website where you can just punch in your zip code and you'll find a store that carries our product within 10 to 20, probably 10 miles of your home. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere. Or you can have products delivered straight to your door from walmart.com, amazon.com, or our own e-commerce site. And thank you. You know, thank you for your support. I mean, obviously we couldn't do this without you and we're doing this for you. And so thank you for supporting brands like us that really want to make a difference in the food industry. It's tough. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. We're going up against some pretty big beasts out there and it's not an easy ride. We don't have the marketing dollars that some of these big companies do. Um, we're not able to pay the big money that uh, they do for influencers. And so we really need our, and they, they've delivered. I mean, we just need our followers to share about us because that's the heart of our success and that's what we need. When I discovered you back at the Wise Traditions in 2012, it was an amazing discovery and I'm looking forward to covering all kinds of developments with Bonafide Provisions and letting my listeners and my blog readers know about what's next. Thank you. Really appreciate your support and Best of luck to you and everything that you're doing here. It's just awesome spreading the word about how nutrition affects the body. It's, you know, cannot say that enough. Your body has an amazing ability to heal itself and thrive and really put up a fight if it's given the right tools. And, you know, food has made such a difference in my family's journey. And I hope that it can, too, for your listeners. Oh, yeah. And it's made a difference in mine as well. So thank you. It's been a pleasure having you here. So much that I've learned just within this one-hour show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Excellent. That's all for this episode of The Appropriate Omnivore. New episodes of this show are now released every Wednesday. Next week, I interview Judith McGeary of the Farm and Ranch Freedom Alliance. Follow me on social media for more information on the next episode. And to make sure you never miss any of my podcasts, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher and subscribe to The Appropriate Omnivore. You can also listen to all my podcasts on my website, appropriateomnivore.com. There you can find recipes from the guests I interview, plus all of my articles covering lifestyles in the world of real food. Until next time, my pantry is officially closed.